This is cool. No, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. How is um how is uh quarantine treating you? Over I just made some eggs on live. I'm smoking a blunt, looking at the water. <laughs> and the that sounds like, like a wave. <laughs> How's it going in London? My graphic designer Bell actually lives in London. Yeah. Uh we've just been put on lockdown yesterday. No way. Yeah. yeah 21 days of no one leaving unless it's for essential travel. Um, what else? Only for like going out for medication and supermarkets. But if your friends or ask you to meet you, say no. <laughs> wow. So well, how do they know? Are they stopping you guys on the road? Basically, I think the police that the police that actually will be around to kind of say like what are you doing? Where have you been? And how long have you been about? Because they can actually fine us. They can charge us. Wow. Well, I know here I was on a boat the other day and I've gone on a jet ski. This was like, you know, in my defense, this was like a week ago, maybe. But um, it was just three of us on the boat and the captain. We didn't have any like servers or anything. And uh, I got on the jet ski and somebody came over to me, like Coast Guard or whoever the water police are. And they said that yeah. from that moment on, if we got caught recreationally um, traveling on the water, we get a $10,000 fine. Whoa. So that's insane. Needless to say, I ain't been back on the water since. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm that's 10,000 pounds of yeah. my money. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, but no, you know, I think it's a, um, I think it's a good opportunity for, you know, all of the people who are fortunate enough to be healthy and have the blessing of a roof over their heads and good family and means to eat to really like be thankful for what they have and to recenter, refocus and just recharge. This yeah, is it. Definitely. Like yeah, like this is the time for everyone to use their time wisely. Like especially as creatives get the chance for like mm. um I think T you were saying yesterday, like if you want to start a podcast, do it. If you want to start like yeah, your own thing, just do it now. Like this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's literally nothing going on now in your life. <laughs> Well, many people got time to work aren't yourself. really as affected. Like, for instance, I've been working from home since I was 21 years old. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm still working. I'm getting, you know, my business is still going. I'm doing whatever I can to be innovative and make sure that I continue to utilize my resources for my clients in creative ways. Like, I can't throw a party for Jägermeister, but I can pitch them an idea on you know, a fund for artists that make content yeah, yeah. involving their product and the content and, a, you know, where we, where we award artists for making, you know, basically promos using their music or whatever, you know, there's different ways that we can start to do what we do digitally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For, for a, a few of us. I mean, obviously there's a lot of jobs like service industry, whatnot, um, outside of like deliveries and stuff that just can't be altered. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but no. How hard has it been coming back from like Peru to come into this now? It was honestly the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Like the fact that I went to Peru and was with 150 of the people who know me better than anyone on this planet, like my childhood friends and yeah. my best friends' family, who's mm. who's like family to me, and and to just go to a place like Machu Picchu and. Everything that everybody's feeling now due to the quarantine, I felt on top of that mountain in yeah. Peru already. Just like really 
a humbling experience of gratitude, overwhelming love, uh, connection to the planet. It, I mean, it, I don't want to sound like a, like a hippie or anything, but it's, it's truly, um, <laughs> it was truly eye-opening. It was a great experience. And I think it was just what I needed stepping into this time because I'm mm. calm and, and ready instead of, you know, panicked. And I'm, I know Panic. I'm lucky enough to have had that experience so that I could be in this mindset going into this time. That's actually, it makes so much sense because right now the world is in hysteria. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Yeah, it's funny because when I was in Peru, I had just got back from Paris and I had two days in Miami for my birthday. I had a yacht party and party at the club and Versace yeah. Mansion, all this stuff. And I had just moved into my new condo and all I was saying to myself that whole week was, man, if I could just get back from Peru and have a few days without work or anyone bothering me so I could settle in and unpack, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. And then the universe mm-hmm. yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm big on manifestation and um, not saying that I manifested this necessarily, but I did want a chance to have a break and, and here it is, so. Yeah, I did. I feel like I feel like the world needed this, though, if I'm honest, because even when you see like what's going on around the world in terms of like, let's say, for example, Italy and how like the, the mother nature is literally just cleaning herself. Um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I posted a quote about spring equinox um, that I read in a book that I'm reading, and it really said like during this time we and it's crazy because this book was obviously printed way before 2020. Um, yeah, but it's a 2020 moon cycle book. And on the day, I believe it was like March 18th or something or March 16th, it was spring equinox poem about how the people are going to reconnect and the root of uh, the root of religion is rejoin and rejoice and how um, the earth is going to rejoice in our rejoicing in one another and that the earth will start mm. to feel itself. And that's what we see happening in the canals of Venice and the air in China. Um, yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, the, the world's leaders are all saying these things, so it's nothing new for your listeners, hopefully, who are staying informed and just scrolling. Hopefully, they've mm. seen what Bill Gates has said and what Tesla has said. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of looking at this as a, a glass half full uh, perspective as opposed to the other way around. It's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and if you follow those those kind of thought leaders then you know i think that you will have some assistance in just remaining positive yeah no you're right in that situation there because this is a time for everyone to start clearing your minds and just be refocused and get energies back to where it should be because before that we were all moving like headless chickens (laughs) yeah i mean um it's hard to be grateful um, it's hard to walk in when you when you don't give yourself a second to to be present because you're so worried about where you're exactly. going next. And Naomi Campbell exactly. did a really beautiful post on her Instagram uh, when this all first started, where she went she had taken her nephew for a walk in the park, and she's like, "Man, I haven't walked around in New York like this in decades. I can't remember the last yeah. time I was yeah. in New York and I looked around and, uh, and enjoyed the view of the bridge and didn't have like a meeting to be at in 20 minutes or a place I was just running from. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, again, I think it's a great chance to start fresh. Definitely. Definitely agree with you on that one. 
Um, but so yeah, just to get it started, for those of you who don't know who Yes Jules is, um, Jules, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you are the CEO of a media company. Uh, you host some of the hottest parties uh, slash festivals. Uh, you're an artist manager. I do believe that you do you you do make music as well on a low. You're really on point you right now, man. A lot of people don't know the <laughs> things that I do, but you're all the way on the other side of the pond, and you've got it figured out. So I can't make excuses or explain myself to these people right here in my backyard. <laughs> come, yeah. come see your biggest fan right here. <laughs> I am. I'm big. I really appreciate that, man, because London is so amazing to me. It has a great energy and a great uh, a cultural scene there in terms of music and art and literature. Um, and yeah, I have a media company, you know, um, I try not to limit myself. I'm, I just turned 30 years old. I've had a, a nice journey and I've been, I've been able to gain a lot of perspective and wisdom through, mm-hmm. through that journey. And so I finally yeah. came to a place where recently, like this year, where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to put myself in a box. Like, what are all these titles? Like CEO, manager, this, that. Like, I'm just a person that does what I yeah. enjoy doing. And I happen to enjoy connecting people. Music happens to be the backbone of everything that I do. Yeah. And I enjoy storytelling. And I enjoy just being a a bridge or a highway for, for people to get to where they need to go. And that transforms into many different um planes and uh, avenues and you know management radio content production uh, mm. event hosting event production um, mm. cons- consultation marketing campaigns all happen to be um, byproducts of that that's yeah. amazing because it literally means you've like you've not limited yourself you've been able to branch out to more and more making your name like a huge brand well I think like I'm reading this book called You Are a Badass by Jensen Snero. And um, the chapter I was reading yesterday talked uh, about how when we're born, it's like we're born with like a jackpot of all the money in the world. And and as we get older, we start to, because of our environment and just the way the society is set up, we start to invest in things with that money. And instead of investing in what we love to do or, you know, investing in ourselves, we, we invest in the thought that we aren't good enough to do what it is that our hearts desire to do because we mm, mm. Yeah. compare ourselves to others and, you know, other people let fear hold them back. And so we start to learn this behavior at a young age and it's really hard to unlearn that behavior, but it can be done. And, you know, I grew up loving music. I, I was in chorus and piano and musical theater since I was eight years old and even before I was eight years old I was producing my little own performances in the back of the foster home yeah. that I grew up in and like there's um you know there's just traces of that when I'm younger and then as I get older because I had so many people who knew I was in school I became nervous when it was time to perform and that was a feeling I never felt before like all of a sudden I was afraid you know I didn't I was comparing my voice to other people in my in my class Mm, and mm. then you know when I graduated I tried out for American Idol and I made it pretty far and then when it was time to sing in front of Simon I opened up my mouth and nothing came out and I was 18 and I never tried to sing in front of people again after that Um, yeah and instead I invested my 
time and energy and resources into the people who weren't afraid to um, share their gifts with the world. Mm-hmm. And so that led to many blockages on my journey and many closed doors that hurt me and were heartbreaking. But I realized that that was just the universe trying to push me back into the right direction where I wasn't yeah. afraid to utilize the gifts that I was born to share. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I think music is a big, is probably the number one example of that in my personal case. Um, and I think that Tracy Ellis Ross really, um, inspired me. She had an interview with Oprah where um, she talked about just like one day, finally, she's Tracy Ellis Ross. You know what I mean? Like she's a legend in her own right. Yeah, legend. She was afraid to play her music for her mom, or she was afraid to sing in movie roles or TV roles because she's Diana Ross's daughter, and she she was growing up like with that example of music and that example of talent. And so she was comparing her voice to her mother's voice. And so she never sang, even though she loved to sing, but she kept that inside her mm. the whole time. And so she was an actress and she did this and she did that. And then finally one day somebody uh, offered her a part where she had to sing. And she realized like what makes my voice special is that there is emotion in what I'm saying. It's not about the tone or if I'm hitting the right notes, it's what it's the message I'm conveying. And so she went and she did this song and she played it during the interview with Oprah. And I saw so many similarities and she like curled up on the couch and like covered her head with her elbows for a second. Cause she was like in front of the whole audience, you know, cause she was afraid to just let her voice be heard. And she was so timid. I'm like, man, that's how I act when I sing in front of people or somebody catches me using my voice. And then she told us, you know, one day, she, her mom came home and she said, mom, I come in the car. I want to talk to you. And she put her in the car and she turned mm. the song on and they just sat in the driveway listening to her song. And her mom started crying immediately. And she was like, you finally yeah. did it. Like you use your voice. And I was like, okay, Tracy, I'm going to use my voice. <laughs> so I went home and made a song and it just felt really good. And we don't need to like, do anything as long with the music. Like, it never needs to come out. If you write a poem, it's not like you have to go and recite it on a spoken word stage. Like, the fact that you just did it and got it out is, is good enough sometimes yeah definitely the encouragement a lot of people actually need because it's so it is very scary for you to have a talent that you yourself know like i love it and i want to express it but once once Mm. you actually do it and the public are there it's scary because people's opinions will just overload anything that you think you what's the word like you think he's that's the crazy thing is is like why do we even, and I'm the worst because I'm a Pisces and I love social, being social and I love social media and I use that as a tool to communicate. Yeah. So I'm always asking yeah. for opinions. Even last night before I read this next chapter of my book, I was making a book club graphic and I couldn't decide on the colorway. And there was like a, you know, me and my team were like, do we like this font or do we like this font more? And I'm like, let's ask the people. And so I posted yeah, the graphics yeah. and I asked the people to vote one, number one through four and like, that just confused me even more. So then I mm, was like, you mm. know what, fuck it. I'm going to just look at these and decide myself. And sure enough, when I read my the book by Jen, um, in that same chapter, it's talking about how we're, we know the answers. We're born with all the answers. There's no place else but inside of us that's better yeah. to, to, to answer these questions. And You're the so only right. people, if you ask opinions, it, because sometimes it is good, you know, 
to get somebody is, is somebody that's an expert in the field in which you're asking the opinion of and that knows and loves and cares about mm. you. Mm-hmm. We'll only give constructive yeah. criticism because why do we ask strangers who don't give a fuck about us and maybe not even themselves for opinions? That's so oh, true. Speak on it. That's so true. <laughs> we, we have it. You know, we just, I, I have to start implementing this and try to implement this. Is when, when I want to ask somebody for their opinion, I'm just going to try to go meditate because I know the answer. And sometimes we'll ask for opinions and we'll get like, people hate this about me. Like, I'll be like, yo, what's your, and they'll be like, oh yeah, uh, flyer number four. And then I'll be like, you know what? I like flyer number one. Why do you, <laughs> like, you know what? I don't know. I knew the whole time. Yeah. Number one, but yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling, but you guys. <laughs> no, but like the rambling bits. Yeah, no, no, it's good. You actually need, this is the stuff that we need to hear, especially in this day and age with two um, people focused, with two like orientated in making yeah, sure true. like if I don't do this right, people won't like it. Or if I don't um, impress these people, then I won't go in the right direction. And in, all, in actual fact, no one really cares. <laughs> Nobody cares because the thing is, is like people aren't even impressing themselves. It's true. It's like we're seeing right now during this time, like people don't even know what to do with themselves. And I'm so glad that this happened this year, because if this happened last year, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with myself either. Because <laughs> I was like clouded by the yeah. fog. But really, like, how can we how can we care about validation from people who aren't even sitting right with themselves? And most of us aren't because that's the human journey. Like if you're I don't know me specifically like i feel like i'm in a good place right now but i know it could be better i could always be better and like i feel mm. like at the point in, if you ever get to a point in life where you're not trying to improve then what's the point like i don't know i just feel like um those are the types of individuals that i want to get opinions from people who are constantly working on themselves and constantly downloading new information and adjusting their perspective um so yeah No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, as you as you were obviously when you were younger, would you say that um, where you are now and and following the path with music is this what you thought you were gonna get into, or did you what, did you actually think you were gonna be something else? Hey, <laughs> sixteen years old. Seventeen. I think when when it was eighteen when I started like really put like having pressure to make money and provide is when I had to start making decisions and that's how I got drawn into event production. Um but um yeah, I had no idea. I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. I knew I was gonna be doing I definitely knew I was gonna be living this lifestyle. I always knew like I never had nice clothes or sneakers or money to go on vacation with my friends mm. families for the summer or any of that when I was growing up but it didn't really bother me because in my head I was already where I am now yeah 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 like, I was like oh, yeah yeah. Okay, yeah that makes sense. So live sense in this neighborhood but in my head I'm looking at the water in Miami from my condo you know at like 10 years old and so yeah. I think I know manifestation is real and I know um, it is. We make our reality, and so um, yeah, I definitely thought I'd have a jet by now for sure. But it's okay. We're working on it. Because <laughs> I know you've been you've you from a young age. 
you've definitely been hustling because I, I heard the story of you um of how you 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 hosted a, a party at your uncle like mm. one of your uncle's mansions and you had to sneak out and lie to your mom that like you're going to your friends um and you actually like made tickets sold them did everything and made like, like one thousand five hundred. Um, it was my first five hundred dollars to be honest but yeah um yeah i um yeah, that's that's I was 18. That was senior year. I got back in touch with my my birth family and found out that I had an uncle that lived in Tampa when my family was from Miami. So that was pretty peculiar. And that was destiny because had yeah. had I not decided on my 18th birthday to look for my birth family um, and found that my uncle lived there. And had he not met up with me and my mom for lunch that day and met us and then ended up texting and calling me, you know, a few days later saying, Hey, I thought about it. And as a graduation gift and a reconnection gift, I have these houses that I'm building. If you want to use one for a party, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Then I would have never, Yeah. who knows, maybe I'd be a singer right now because I probably would have kept focusing on that, but who knows? Like yeah, that, yeah. That's so crazy. Now that I think about it, how every little thing in your life can really alter the course of your destiny but it's all oh, but it's yeah. all destined oh, 100%. Anyway. um so even if that did alter it was supposed to or that's how i feel it's supposed it. to happen yeah mm-hmm. but yeah he that that was how i made you know i sold tickets i saw i was just going to do it for free at first and then i realized how many people said they were going to come and i was like well i might need to limit this and sell you might have my money yeah 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 because i didn't have access to a printer for that many tickets and um mm. yeah it was awesome um I, well, one day my mom should tell that story. I would love to hear her side of it. Because <laughs> she says that she knew. She was like, are you dumb? My sister bought your alcohol. You think Tia didn't tell me? And I was like, no, Tia wouldn't tell you. But she probably did now that I'm an adult and I'm thinking about it. So is it like, do you host your own events? Yeah. Or is it like you host, um, you are the I host, host for my- like... I host my own events and I also host other other events. So I started off, oh, as, yeah. you know, hosting other people's events. I was hosting this night called FDR Mondays mm. at the Delano for a while. And I just started suggest- making so many suggestions from lowering the lights to speeding up the BPM of the music at a different time of the night, slowing down to take it to reggae at 3.30 so people could vibe out before they go home. Like all these different little nice. things that I would notice, um, intricacies that I knew would maybe collectively raise the vibration of the party and make it be something that people want to come back to and speak about um to the point where the hotel you know chris pacello at the time was was the one running that and he said jules do you want to um take over this night for the party i mean this night of the the week and i said absolutely and then i was able to hire my own team underneath me and decide which promoters Mm. i you know there's the way that Miami nightclub industry works is like there's OGs and there's people who are in the game and like those are the same promoters and managers and club owners in rotation yeah. that have been in rotation. Yeah. And so it'll go through spurts of like it's really hot yeah. and fun and then it'll be like dead and people are like over it because it's the same shit, the same sets, the same DJs. And yeah. I had this yeah. new click of people who were all amazing who weren't getting their shot on the beach and I was able to implement them into what I was doing there and really um bridge the gap between those two communities for a little bit and it was really awesome um and then from there i just started producing other people like brands like somebody from nike would come to fdr mondays because it's a delano you know it's a world Mm. hotel so somebody from nike comes they see this little girl 
on the on the D, uh, on the DJ booth going crazy, telling the DJs what to play, running the fucking music Ooh. back. Like I really, really like yeah. seeing my parties, you know. And I remember one day meeting Coach K. My friend's a stylist, and she was like, "Jules, my boy's in town. Blah blah blah. Can you um, can you take care of him at your party?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." This dude comes with a cane outside. I'm like, "What the fuck? Why?" Whoa! What? You know, he's coming with a cane. <laughs> he had just done yeah. something where like he had his leg or something. <laughs> And I had no idea who he was. I showed, I walked him over to my table, sat him down, was like, yo, you want drinks? Boom, boom, boom. I walked over. I was like, you want some some of my friends? I'll, I'll bring some of my girls over here so you're not alone. You know, introduce you to some people. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm chill. He didn't want anything. And he was just, like, watching yeah. me. And I'm, like, running around. You know, the party's lit. I'm hosting. I had, like, one of my friends uh, was a local artist. I had them perform. And I, like, went back over. And he's like, yo, you're a star. And I was like, what? I swear to yeah. God, Coach K, and I'm like, <laughs> what? And he's like, and it's so crazy because that day I had just watched a video. Somebody I'm friends with, somebody in my life sent me something that told me to stop sleeping on myself and my talents. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're a star. And I was like, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you make music? And usually when people ask me, like Jermaine Dupree, all these people I'm friends with that might be hearing me sing in the car or whatever, like they'll ask me if I make music. I'll be like, yeah. no, no, I don't sing. But he asked me, and because I had read that that day, I said, yeah. I do. And then he was like, man, if you're serious, like, come to Atlanta and record. He's like, I'm, I'm real serious. Like, I got a feeling about you. And I was like, okay. And I went to sleep on it. I woke up the next day and booked a flight to Atlanta without even saying anything to him. When I landed, I called him. I was like, hey, I'm in Atlanta. Because I had Googled him when I went home. Um, and I made music, yeah. and that's where I met Thug and Yachty. And oh. like I met, so they were they weren't even like Yachty hadn't even dropped yet, and he was in in Coach K's studio, and I met him there. And Rich the Kid was there. Rich the Kid hadn't even dropped yet, and I remember he was a hustler. No he way. Was like, he was like, yeah. who's, uh, you know, because I was already like doing parties with LeBron and shit like that, so I already had like a following. And I remember he was like, yeah. yo, can you connect me with Fat? Like Rich just used to ask me to connect him with people all the time. So I'd hit up Fat, like, yo, there's this rapper, Rich the Kid, blah, blah, blah. Can I yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was like, people don't understand that my relationships go back to like before I was before. doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was helping people before they are who they are now trying to connect with people I know or, you know, do something for them, whatever I could, whether that be like an album release party or debut their single at the the night that I had or whatever the case may be. Um, But yeah, I made songs and they were very influenced by the people that were in the studio and the vibe in Atlanta. And it really wasn't, um, there was one that we made that was really good. Shout out to my boy, Sick Pen. He wrote this uh, amazing song about um, finding self-confidence as a woman, as a girl, growing into a woman um and it was called tomboy and it was like so on par with what i was feeling but i think i didn't like any of those songs or feel proud to play them or try to move forward because i didn't write them so when i got back to miami i was like yeah yeah, yeah, what were you doing in atlanta i'm like should i tell people should i not you know what i mean and i um Mm. I didn't tell I what I yeah. never really showed anyone those songs and me and Coach K ended up being cool and he would just, you know, link me with his artists when they were in town and Migos performed at my birthday when I turned twenty five and yeah, we just continued to work together. Jeez. Yeah, Crazy. Because awesome. one of my favorite stories that you tell is that I've heard you tell is um how you threw a party, uh was it for Travis Scott? I've thrown many for um, Travis. Was it for his? 
<laughs> no, the first one. The first oh, yeah. one was in my like friend's hotel. Less yeah, than like, like less than two hundred people. people in the crowd. Not even. I think it was like yeah. fifty people, and it was just. I wanted to. I was working at Live at the time. Um, I was a fan of his because this girl Norma put me on. She was working at LeBron's sneaker boutique at the time in the mall unknown and um they were very like up on things early over there the people that worked there and so they had him going by there and i was like oh this is travis scott guy and i looked into it and he didn't really have a big following that it was just owl pharaoh days so it was like the four days before rodeo drop i'm like yo he's fired and um so i was like i hit up dave gartman i'm like yo there's this guy travis scott we should have him perform on an off night you know because obviously we have little wayne and these guys don't live on sunday but what if we did a wednesday he was like nah like yeah we're not really doing favors for your rapper friends (laughs) so i was like all right bro whatever so i called my boy eric (laughs) and asked him if we could use his dad's hotel's basement and um he said yeah and so i hit up travis and we were like yo let's do an after party for this unknown thing and he was like bet and so he came through and it was yeah. like literally the capacity of that place is 100 people there was like 50 people there but he swung from the chandelier i'll never forget it he was like, of course he did like that it was literally like just us 15 in that little couch that were going crazy and everybody else was just kind of like vibing but not really i mean when he started performing like even if people didn't know the song they were going crazy with him and that's when i knew i was like mm-hmm. oh this man's a star yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna be performing. I started booking him yeah. for everything. I started booking him for Red Bull showcase, like anything that I was involved in. As a anything you involved in, yeah. I was like, yo, you gotta book this kid, Travis. And um, and then soon enough, you know, he was like out of there, and I was lucky enough to be able to. And now he's a global sensation. Yeah, it's crazy. I knew, and yeah, would it's say, so like, crazy. Oh, never, even when he was like Travis Scott, and days before rodeo and rodeo drop. Even Rodeo, they were like, he's, Rodeo not, dropped, yeah. he's not going to do stadiums. And I was like, oh, no, he is. Mm-hmm, because they used to mm-hmm. say, because of the way he performs, he's he's best for the people in the front row. You know what I mean? I was it's like, so oh, true. His energy is so electric. People on the nosebleeds will feel it. Crazy. Like, trust. And sure enough, it's one of the best con- tours of concerts I've ever been to. Was um, I can't lie. Like, I, went to, I went to see Travis at Wireless last year. And when I say the crowd was insane. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. You're definitely point. getting I was, injured. Every time. <laughs> I, I was 100%. injured. I, my, I had to take my hoops out. I was like, I can't do this. Bro, one day I, these threw, I did in. like the roadie when rodeo dropped. <laughs> we did a, a, an album release party at Up and Down in New York. And I was raging so hard. I fell and I thought I broke my elbow. Like I had the oh blood gosh. gushing from my <laughs> elbow. Like I've I've gotten injured so many times. <laughs> Jeez. When it comes to Travis and his live shit. That's so mad. But it's always worth it. It is. It is. Because <laughs> I came out of there and I was still singing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I know what to do when I go to Miami. I'm trying to go to Miami in August for my birthday. Oh, I, I hope that it's, um, I pray. I hope Corona, yeah. yeah. I hope Corona. To do all that. Yeah. It's hard because yeah, I, I really want to be so. planning a, a, a festival, you know, 1am fest right now. And it's like, first of all, it's a, it's, we sh- I, f- I personally feel like we shouldn't. We should take time. Like, how are we going to plan? Because we don't know how long this lockdown is going to be, what the restrictions are going to be when it's off. So it's like, hey, just chill the fuck out and don't plan for the future. Like, do what you need to do right now. So right now, it's even difficult mm. for me, but I'm trying to just, yeah. you know what I mean, stay focused on what I can control. 
and leave the rest to God. But yeah, so hopefully Facts. you can don't come here in August. Yeah, no. Right, I'm praying because boy, this corona cannot ruin my life. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But um, Jules. But now all this. No, I was gonna old, ask, um, go on, Sam. Like. Obviously, you've been, like, social media queen and, you know, you've got a lot of eyes on you because, you know, you've been in the game for, like, how long? Like, with the stories that you told us, you've done a lot. And a lot of people are probably always trying to look and look for you to slip up and look for you to do the wrong thing just to get, you know, something to say about you. Like, how has that kind of made you, you know, grow, essentially? It's made sure me that grow so much. It has... You know, I was so immature or just I didn't know better in a lot of mm. in a lot of arenas. And I think I really used to it really used to weigh me down and it really used to it was a mirror to show me qualities about myself that I did not like. Yeah. And I'm yeah. able to see that now. Um Yeah. But now you know, it's more of a blessing than anything. And and I recognize that now and I take full responsibility. And all we can do is just know that, like, we are human. Like, mm-hmm. we, can't, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't hold our na- neighbor on a pedestal and we can't hold ourselves on a pedestal. Though all we can do is hold ourselves accountable. So, you know, I feel like we're – our generation is the – is the native generation to this digital age. It's like a wild, wild west out here. Like there's never been anything like this before. So we're learning and making mistakes as we grow. Like imagine if there was social media back in the day, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's the word celebrity has changed its meaning. The word proximity is a new meeting. Like there's, you know, we have so much access. There's no mystery. And, and we're trying to learn how to deal with that. And we're going to see the effects of that on humanity as a whole, as the next generations come in and, and as we grow into adults, and how that affects the family life and marriage and like you know imagine imagine what divorce rates would have been like 40 years ago if men and women could just go on their phone and see the most beautiful people and just dm them and talk to them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we have so many options it's like oh now we're so true custom in any color you know how is that affecting our brain mechanism and like how we view ourselves and how we make decisions and how we move um you know, not to take it from me to like us as a collective whole, but um, yeah. So yeah. I feel like you know it's a lot, and, it, and it's hard sometimes. And I can totally understand where people who like how people can fall into depression that are kind of like in this um, space because it becomes a lot. You feel like like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Like you can't get up and do like even last night I was ideating for a song like a we are the world part two and i went on instagram and i was like yo and i'm like lucian grange empire blah 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 where you guys at and i'm like tagging them yo help me make this happen and then somebody's like uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. grange is in the hospital for xyz i was like damn like i didn't mm. know you know what i mean like i can't possibly know everything <laughs> that's going on but let me just go ahead yeah, and clear that yeah. up so i'm like hey guys i didn't know you know so it's like you have to be very it's either you have to be very careful yeah or you have to be like i don't give a fuck I think it's just, I'm trying to find, like, like the nice balance in between. Yeah, it's true. Like, I still care, you know, because I want to care, and it's cool to care, but I also want to, like, yeah. not care about the wrong things. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, true. Yin and yang. Because, <laughs> yeah, yin and yang, for sure. Um, 
you've obviously um, started also. You do your reading, obviously. You started reading a few books to try and to try and um, elevate yourself. You also do meditation, um, and I know one of your mm-hmm. favorite places to go for a retreat is Hawaii. Um, and Hawaii, I remember watching you. I can't remember when you were in Hawaii. I think it was like 2018. It but was you said summer. something oh. about um, yeah, like it was March a psychedelic through, ex- experience. Um... I went right after my 29th birthday and I was there until June and then I decided to move back to Miami but Maui particularly yeah. not Hawaii like big island but Maui in particular for me at least was a very healing place um, and it really gives you the opportunity yeah. to just disconnect from pop culture and from everything mm-hmm. that you know and just can reconnect with yourself in the world yeah. and that was my first time in my life ever being alone ever in my life i had never spent 24 full hours with my own thoughts so if you think about that that's pretty crazy like how can you even know who you are if you never spent a full day listening to just you it's so true and when i started doing yourself yeah it's true so much you know i think like we try to be so strong i was like my whole life told me told myself like being adopted had no effect on me, like negative effect. Like it made me who I am today, but really like I had to sit alone with myself long enough to understand how my father's absence has affected me when it comes to how I deal with men, both romantically in the workspace and friendship wise Mm, and mm. how that affects how I deal with women even. Yeah. So Really, like, digging deep. You can't do it if you have other people around. Like, you're not going to move your dirt around as much. So you really have to, like, give yourself that space. And it's like a tree. It's like trees can't grow next to each other like that. you got to plant them. You know what I mean? And so we're so close together. How are we going to grow roots strong enough so that when the wind blows, we don't knock over? But I always have been reading. (laughs) Uh, I love to read. Reading is one of my favorite things. I think I got really busy just working and trying to make enough money to uplift, you know, keep paying for my team and all my bills that I stopped reading as much. But um, I really tapped back into reading when I was in Hawaii. It's the best thing ever to just be over there, sit by, sit in the river on rocks and read, sit by under a tree on the beach. Like, it's just such a beautiful space, and you don't want to be on your phone while you're out there. You just are inspired to not be on your phone. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But as far as meditation goes, I need to definitely tap into that more. One hundred percent. Can you talk um, about yeah. your um, your psychedelic uh, I mean, experience? I've got a few. The one that I had in Hawaii. Yeah. What What have you? What have you tried though? First, yeah, because I've have, I've had a few um, psychedelic well, first experiences. Off, I just want to say that I've never well, done psychedelics like recreationally. Like I've never, yeah, like I don't like do mushrooms. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And like go to uh, a party or anything. Um, and the one yeah, time yeah, that yeah. I did, I had a horrible experience. Go to a party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've I've tried mushrooms. Yeah, no. I've done um, LSD twice in my life, and I have done DMT once. Um, yeah, and all of them were very transformative Ooh. experiences, and they took me from breakdowns to breakthroughs, and um, they found me. I yeah. mean, like, like, like I was given 
acid tabs at a, at a, at a party in DC by my friend who owns this company, um, this mar- medical marijuana company. And, um, so I know that he knows his stuff, like he's super tapped in and it's very yeah. important to know where you're getting your stuff from. And so like he gave it to me and he was like, you know, in this little wrap that could like easily fit in like your wallet or something. And he was like, yo, these are very special. Take them when it's the right time. Yeah. So I carried these things in my wallet. Right. And I had like so many yeah. opportunities, you know, I had it in the back of my head, like, man, it's a beautiful day. I'm on a boat in Miami. Should I take this? Or, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would like, look at who I'm around and it just never yeah. felt right. And then one day, one day, I randomly go to visit my friend in Puerto Rico. She's filming for a show and she's on a private island filming for this show. Yeah. And we, um, I asked my other friend, Sycamore, I'm like, yo, let's go visit OT. And we go to Puerto Rico and um, I'm sitting there on the beach. We're sitting there and it's just us on this private beach. And I'm like, man, I love these two people. They're incredible human beings. They're definitely where I'm at mentally. Mm -hmm. I'm having the best day ever. I was already having a beautiful day, which I think is very important. And I looked at them and I said, guys, I have these things in my wallet. (laughs) Um... And I was, I was like, I'm going to take one. You guys are welcome to join me. And they had never done it either. And they're both like very smart and skeptical human beings. Yeah. So, you know, I think they were very skeptical, but as, but we did it, we cheers, we set our intentions and it was literally a life changing experience. Like but I, yeah. I had so many epiphanies and realizations and feelings of like yeah. being one, a part of something greater throughout this Great time, journey. Yeah. And then at the end of it, because it's like a roller coaster yeah. ride, you go through ups and downs on your on your trips. And we yeah. went through ups and then we went through downs, for instance. Facts. We were on this private beach and then we had to find our car. And we had to go through a private car. We found ourselves on a private property with a yeah. very scary dog chasing us. We're fucking tripping on LSD. We come out, jump over the fence, land on a highway. There's cars zipping past us. We're yeah. Meet her and we're walking back with you guys looking for the car. We find the car and then we're like, oh shit, somebody's got to drive. And we're on cliffs. So there's many town moments also. And we finally yeah. get back to the hotel that we're staying at. We go in the room. We're in there. We're like... Yo, we thought the trip was over. All of a sudden, we're in the room. Walls start melting again. We're like, whoa, we got to get out of here. That's mad. Yeah. Let's go. We go to the beach behind the hotel. And we just start staring at the stars so long that our necks start to hurt. And then I'm like, yo, fuck it. I just lay in the sand. Yeah. No towel. Like, hair on the sand, looking up at the stars. They join me. We're sitting there. And I'm like, yo, that's Mars right there. Yeah. And they start laughing. I swear to God. How no, Jules? How amazing? How amazing does Bro, does um, do the stars and the constellations look on LSD? Crazy. Oh, oh my days! <laughs> the first, the first time. No, the first time I, the first time I looked at stars no, on so LSD, I swear to so God, I, I actually cried. I had tears. Was in my eyes. crying already, right? But like, just like very, very subtle tears, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, man, that's yeah. Mars. And they start laughing at me. They're like, bitch, what are you, a fucking astrologer now? Like, you think, you think you could see the universe? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, that's smart. Was like, somebody get your phone. My phone was dead. So they got up from where we were in the sand, went back to where the bags were, got their yeah. phone, came back to me, pointed the phone at the star. And I swear to God, they can confirm, it was Mars. And I literally fell to my knees and started crying. Yeah. For me, I had been wondering as I was coming down, like, damn, 
I had all these thoughts and realizations. Was this all, is this all real or true? Or am I just tripping? Mm. And then for me to see a star in, in my heart feel like, oh, that's Mars. And then have the stargazing app confirm that that was the planet that I thought it that's was. Mars. Was reassurance from the universe that yeah. everything that had come to me and I had downloaded during this journey was meant to be downloaded. So... Um. Yeah, and from that point on, I, I mean, and I feel like it's important yeah, no. to like remind yourself, um, at least once a year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Once a year, because it's easy to get back home and. Forget. Yeah, definitely. It's so true. It's definitely. so true. Look at you guys trying to make me do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Jules, Jules, I've been trying to make Sam try any psychedelic well, just once, and I'll trip at her is, and make sure she's all the good. The thing is, is like you don't want to, but she still don't push anybody that has like a, a, a predetermined paranoia about psychedelics into psychedelics because that could go mm. real left. Oh yeah, definitely responsible for that. People will come to a place like you know, not to wish this upon you, Sam, but say Sam may, might go, get to a place where. Maybe she goes through a breakup or maybe, you know what I mean? Like she's going through something and she just feels like mm. that's what this is what took me to it because I swore I was never going to do it. Like at one point, I didn't know what else yeah. to do. I was sick with depression yeah. and I needed to heal. And that's every single time that I, you know, that was, I wasn't yeah. sick with depression the time that I was in Puerto Rico, but I had already been open to the gateway of psychedelics because when I was sad, I did mushrooms and I saw how that yeah. did me so i knew that lsd would be a transformative oh. experience so you know you don't have to be depressed every time after the first one but so usually it's something that's like very impactful happening in somebody's life and if they're a skeptic like a, not an adventurer that will get them to try it um so let her let her whenever she's ready she'll be on yeah her. like if it's meant yeah it's meant. i know who exactly to come to first so don't worry t i'm a I'm, yeah I'm come I got the plug. yeah <laughs> Let me not yeah. say that actually on air. <laughs> oh my days. Yes, Jules says. Because <laughs> no, psychedelics, I do genuinely feel like psychedelics, when I, when I, whenever I do do them, like you said, it's usually when I'm going through something, um, some kind of depression. Hold again. And it literally feels like I'm mm. a reset. I've just hit reset um, and I feel good again. Like the first time I did psychedelics, it was mushrooms. I was really depressed with um, with like a university and stuff. Um, so I did the mushrooms. I had this crazy, um, this crazy oh, wow. hallucination of like my grandma that died and she like literally oh, sat shit. next to me um, on my bed and was just telling me how everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about um, whatever work I was worried about and I swear to god the next morning I had no feeling of all the depression that I felt for like two months was gone I went to the exams I, I passed all the exams and I was just like fuck like if I if I I don't think if I if I hadn't taken the mushrooms wow. I don't think wow I would have gotten through That's, that that period yo, I'm not gonna lie it's crazy that the government just really doesn't give a fuck about us man it's really crazy and it's and it's the internet 
changed everything because people were able to uh, arm themselves with information and hold the government mm-hmm. accountable. So now things like psilocybin and, and medicines that are natural that can really heal um, are coming into the market. And I'm interested yeah. to see what the what kind of poison they're going to find a way to inject us with in order to keep us going Trust. back to these pharmaceutical um remedies because you know it's looking it's looking sad for these people and um people are really starting to wake up and that's why that's why it's crazy like even even stuff like financial literacy like me being in peru being on a bus with like you know for lack of better description like my white rich friends and you know them just being like talking about stocks and iras and all this yeah. that i'd never even like heard of or let alone understood i haven't even heard conversations about these things like my parents don't yeah. even have a savings account like what the fuck is an ira yeah. so mm. i'm sitting there like okay you know I'm yeah, learning yeah, so yeah. much, and i'm like wow this is like life-changing information like it's crazy how being exposed to information could really like alter somebody's course and that's also, why that's 100%. why you know there's this beautiful video that I actually really need to post. I need to post it um, where this coach is like, has like a bunch of people from different cultures and backgrounds, skin colors um, on a lawn. And he's like, all right, guys, we're going to race. Whoever wins this race gets a hundred dollars. And he's like, everybody, here's the, the starting line. And he goes, before we start the race, I'm going to ask you questions. And if, if the answer is yes to any of the questions I ask, take two steps forward. The first question he, I don't know if you guys saw this video, yeah, it was so yeah. good. I mean, it's such a great example. It's like the first. I've seen it. Yeah. Like, take two steps forward if your parents are still. Yeah, married. it is. Boom. Take take two steps forward if you had a father in the house. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. Take two, yeah. two steps forward if you never had to worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow. You know, and you see what happens with the finish line changing. Yeah. Depending on the culture of the person, <clears throat> and it was it was really just a very yeah. strong video and. um yeah, so I think that with that being true, we also, the, the other end of that is that we do have access to, we could go to an Apple store or I have a friend who's one of the richest people I know and he got out of jail and he was homeless and he, he was in jail for, for stealing cars and he went, he was homeless and yeah. he went to the Apple store and the library every day to use the computer and teach himself about coding. He learned how to code right before the big like yeah. hit on the internet. And he's now one of the richest people I know. And he taught himself four different languages. Yeah. And not only did he code, but he coded in different That's countries so from where he was. Like, insane. So, you know, I, I, although he didn't have yeah. any information before coming up and that's what led him to do whatever he did to steal cars and blah, 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 he made a decision. Mm-hmm. That he was going to take it upon himself to change some of his life. So I try to remember that whenever I feel like shit's not fair or like whatever, you know. Yeah. But no, yeah, definitely. But um, just to finish up on the psychedelics, because uh, you've, I think DMT is is like essentially the 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 king of psychedelics. How how life changing is a DMT experience? Because from what I've heard, everybody's experience. You literally interact with um, beings from another place. Everybody gets what they need, and sometimes mm. what you need is not what you want. And for me, I was expecting yeah, to see sacred geometry. I was expecting to see beings true. from other planes. Um, you know, saints. <laughs> like I thought I was going to hear the angels singing. You know what I mean? And just understand life. But literally, all I saw was 
darkness. And all I did was throw up. And I saw people I didn't want to yeah. see. I relived moments I didn't want to relive. The first few mm. hits, the first few trips, because I did mine. Everybody's shaman is different, yeah. but my shaman took me through six journeys. And it's like you hit a pipe, and I was laying on a crystallized mat yeah. in a teepee in Topanga, California. And I'm sitting up, and she's like, "Okay, you're gonna hit this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you. Don't worry." And she's like, "I'm gonna count to ten after you hit it, and you're gonna just lean back, but I'll be holding you." And I'm like thinking in my head, like, "I don't, I, I work out. I don't need you to hold me while I lean back, you know." But as soon as it was like ten, nine, I'm yeah, leaning yeah, back. Yeah. If you can imagine, eight, seven. As soon as I hit seven, my my soul burst out of my body. I lost Left. my body. Fell. She held me so that I didn't hit the ground, and I was out of there. Yeah. And for the first like five. Hits, it was darkness. I saw that's my father. So crazy. And that's what led me to moving back to Miami because my father got out of prison. I'm starting to spend time with him now, my birth father. Um, I saw like so many, and that was like, that was such a blockage. Like, I didn't even know that I cared. Like, I, it yeah. really did not affect me. I never once cried or thought about or missed my birth father in my life. I never knew him. There was no reason to. Yeah. But this journey took me there. And then there's different things. My ex, you know, yeah. different things as a woman that we, Block out too, and by the sixth time, yeah. I got to a place where I was come. I was beautiful. Yeah. I saw winter, spring, summer, fall. Like I looked out the window, I saw woof, 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 like the whole seasons change in front of me. Yeah, and then I literally melted into a hug with myself. Like I was hugging myself. Yeah, and like I was like out of it though. I just remember. T- I remember hearing myself talking to yeah, myself yeah. when I got out of it. Like when I was like waking up, I was like, "Oh, you're so awesome! I love you so much!" And I looked up, and my shaman was like standing like jesus across the the wall like her arms out legs together looking at me crying tears and i'm like no she was and we go and she was like there you go she was like that was that was everything you you just were done we're done today like you don't need to because she was prepared to to give me tens if i needed it but by that sixth day Mm. i had got to that place that she was trying to help me supposed yeah, to, yeah. to get to and after that i didn't have sex i didn't com- converse with people who had low frequency or low energy i didn't smoke mm-hmm, or drink i didn't mm-hmm. even eat meat and i love fried chicken yeah but i ended up paving like six months later or however long i, I got <laughs> done the meat first that was like three months later and then on everything else six months later but for half a year it kept me really focused yeah. and grounded that's good. So at the moment now, those changes that you like implemented after, Fuck, are man. some of them still relevant now? Like, are you eating meat now? I'm eating meat. Or, like, are you still... um, I'm eating meat because what I found was that not eating meat was like affecting my energy levels. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Some people don't need, need, eat to eat, need to eat meat. I try to eat like clean meat when I can. Clean meat. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do that. But I'm definitely more forgiving um with myself and with others i'm definitely good just yeah there's there's an open mind there's a part of my mind that open that is remaining open that hasn't closed back up so my mind and my heart so that's that was really important for me because i was giving myself to people um and then holding grudges against them when they didn't give themselves fully to me and that's not why we give um and then we hold that mm-hmm. hurt and it keeps us from being able to give more love and light to others um, because we're holding on to like this resentment. So that was a big thing. Yeah. No, that's true. 
That's so true. Yeah, no, I think I need I need another reset soon. As soon as this corona is gone, I'm 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 hitting the reset button. But um obviously we know you love music. Oh fine. So I've got a quick game here called Quick Fire and uh I'm gonna essentially give you two artists your favorite and you're quickly. gonna have okay. to choose one like who you think is the best. Right, go on as two. quickly as you can. Right. J. Cole. Kendrick or J. Cole? Ooh. Nas or Jay-Z? Nas. Oh, Nipsey. Yeah. <laughs> Dave East or Nipsey? Mm. Chris Brown Music or Miguel? Only? Chris Brown. Alicia Keys. Uh, Ooh, Beyonce or Alicia Keys? Be quiet, T. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Make the stallion of the party. Meg. Meg. Okay. Okay. Musically. But I mean, yeah, I mean, she's hmm. the full package either way. Meg is a fuck. Nah, listen, Meg is a, Meg is the baddest bitch out, period, on every level. Like, she is unapologetically herself and been that from the jump. She writes all Appreciate, her shit. Yeah. She fucking kept it moving after the loss of her mother. Like, what? Let me tell you, I did the mm-hmm. strength that this woman puts forth and gives other women in return just for being herself is unprecedented for herself yeah i get i i do i i do agree with that like she just gives off like energy that she's bro and she knows how to have fun and be about her business and yeah place and she makes me feel comfortable being like owning my sexuality you know what i mean sometimes i can try to be timid or shy or whatever like no bitch i know i look good and you're gonna eat this pussy (laughs) i love that i agree i agree with that yeah okay the next one is her or snow allegra right now snow allegra right now yeah i I just just can't get i got that album on repeat and the next one jay hoss or koj radical Koji Radical. Mm. I do like him. I do like him. But. Yo. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened. No, don't worry. Don't worry. But, oh, yeah, we can just jump in straight and finish off the names. So the next. um, Wait, wait, wait. wait. Jules. Move on. Do you. Jules, do you do you you obviously know Koji Radical? Do you know Jay Hoster? Yeah, I've met Jay Hoss. I met him in Croatia at uh, Best oh, Life, uh, Fresh Island Fest. Fresh and Island. Came, him, and the crazy thing is, I, I didn't even know about him or know who he was. I just knew the song, but I didn't know who he was by or anything okay. until I met yeah. him. When I met him, I didn't even know he was an artist. Just him and his boys were just mad cool, and they saw me and girls smoking, and we just like gave each other the head nod and said what up and they needed like they were trying to take like a group photo or some shit and I was like yo y'all want me to take the picture and yeah then, that's how we ended up meeting and then when I went to the stage later on I saw that he was performing I was like oh shit that's Jay Huss he yeah was, for me we need light workers right now and Koji's mm-hmm. a light worker and so yeah. I mm-hmm. want to really like make sure that I'm focused on just highlighting the people that are doing the work that needs to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In this yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. On, I will so. have to say, Jay Hart, he's, he's in his own little realm at the moment. And with like his latest album, oh. I have been banging that on repeat. I gotta listen <laughs> to the new album. 
Oh my. Yeah, big conspiracy. Yeah, no. I recommend it. Yeah, okay, if you have I a gotta listen to the conspiracy, <laughs> then boy. I'm gonna listen uh, to that and re-answer the question. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We'll come back to you. And be like, yeah. so. <laughs> Could we continue? Um, yes, TBC. But the next one is Ella May or Georgia Smith. Georgia Smith. Georgia Smith. Nice. Mm, Georgia. Yo, blue lights. I listened to blue lights the other day on the boat. Um. Mm-hmm. And she's just incredible. I want her to make more music like that again. I mean, but that, I agree with you. That I really she has the capacity agree. to really be like in that like Lauren category. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if she if she taps in, one hundred percent. And the last one we have is Lil Uzi or Trippy Red. That's hard, man. How you gonna, I know. How you gonna do that to me? I know. <laughs> I'm gonna say Trippy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say trippy because um, I know Uzi's capable of making different genres and tapping mm. into different vibes and vibes yeah. and whatnot. But with Trippy's latest album, he really, really exemplified that. And it's like I like I could listen all the way through. Like it starts off, get you reminiscing about that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's some great mm-hmm. like guitar acoustic vibes in there, and then like it takes you to the turn up to the party, and it really like. You know, takes you on a roller coaster. Um, yeah, at least it takes you on a journey. That's what I love about when you listen to someone's album from start to beginning. I want to be taken on a journey. And if I'm being completely 100% honest, I really hope nobody fucking quotes me on this and turns it into anything crazy. But, um, you know, Uzi's album dropped when I was in Peru. Yeah. Ah. And so, like I said about taking the DMT and not wanting to eat like meat and all that kind of stuff, like they're just, mm. you become very aware and careful with what you, the choices you make. The choices um, you make. And mm-hmm. what you put in front of yourself. And when I went to go, when I land, I didn't listen. I purposely did not try to listen while I was in Peru because it just what we weren't on that vibe. Um, but when I got back, the first thing I did when I got picked up at the airport, my videographer Nico was playing the album. I had to tell him to turn it off because I was like, yo, I can't listen to this. Like, it was just like something. I forget what it was. It was like some line about, you know, make her do something or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, yo, I can't do this. But Tristan yeah. has those lines also. You know what I mean? And like, I'm very vocal about how I feel about all of that. So, but, mm, um, mm. but yeah. Um, yeah. Is there is there any artist that you can put us on to? Like, Kaylin um, Arnold. I was just listening. I was just listening. Um, I I saw you uh, post it on your store on your live. We're dropping a song April 9th. Her first. Who? Oh, so her. I I started working with Kaylin when I was in Hawaii. I told myself I was gonna not work, and then this girl DMs me and asked me for help with a situation with her label, and so. We finally got on the same page as the label, but this whole time that I've been working with her, we haven't been able to drop any music, but she's had this crazy library and catalog that I've been just teasing and people have been like, yo, but she only got one song out. Where's all these other songs? So yeah. we finally got to an understanding that we're going to be putting out music. April 9th is the first single. And right now, if you want to listen to like a full catalog of music, somebody, um, there's this artist, King Hoodie, who is incredible. He's from Miami. Hey. And his name is King, King Hoodie. Hoodie. And he is from North Miami Beach, and he really just talks about impactful things. And I love how he upholds women in his music. I love everything about his passion 
for just like shining light on things that need to be um, put in the forefront. So, yeah. and he's got a, a, a project that he just dropped called um, figuring out how to drop music. Mm. And it's really good. And he's got this song. Oh, I love being put on new artists. It's my Correct. favorite thing to do is tell people about artists. It's great because that way it's like you're learning about something outside of your norm. And it's like, what can I say about this person and feel from this person? And if you I haven't tapped into Earth normally... Gang or IDK, you got to tap into them too. I okay. listen to Earth. Earth Gang I is do on. I listen um... to Earth Gang, yeah. Earth Gang is Earth Gang on um on um, J Cole's yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and Buddy yeah, somebody else who's on J Cole's shit Buddy is really really talented really dope great yeah. um there's a lot of great art I think we're in the middle of like a renaissance right now and I feel like I hear that real Everyone's art coming into their own yeah so hundred what do you think about um sorry I was just gonna say quickly. No, no, no. Jesse, um, Jesse Reyes. I know you love Jesse Reyes. Been, I love Jesse. Yeah, you've been a big, big advocate for her. Her, her. her first is it her first album that's dropping soon? I think it's her first album. I'm pretty sure. Is it? I think she had an EP before. Yeah, this might be her first um, full length project. I gotta look into that. Yeah. Mm. She's very talented. Um, she has an incredible voice, and she writes like no other and she's unapologetically herself too and just loves to see women um yeah with that kind of confidence no definitely Amazing. i love jesse oh wait, i've got a list of people to listen to during this quarantine yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you haven't listened to don Tolliver, his album is amazing as well don Tolliver. is he after party he's a jack boy yeah he's he does Oh, well, Jack Boy! After party, <laughs> they love to get naughty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm writing these names down. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thank you guys so much. So this was amazing. Thank you so so much for actually coming on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I appreciate. It's been great to have you, yes, Jules. Yeah, I can't really wait to appreciate see, it so see much. See how you guys put this out. Honestly, we are so grateful. And if anyone wants to shout you out, follow her on her is it Instagram. Is it Yes Jules? Literally yes, as just Yes Jules. Yes, ma'am. Perfect, perfect. Follow the girl. <laughs> follow the movement. And we and and once again, radio. just follow us. Yes, amazing. Right. Anything anything else that you have, like, any advice, words of wisdom that you have for any creatives out there who are trying to get their brands off ground? Any last minute? Yeah, sit with yourself for a few hours off your phone today. And write down on your goals. Uh, well, I don't know when this is going to come out, but there's a new moon today. So Wonderful. That's amazing. I was actually even thinking of doing that myself. Just go out on a walk and just leave my Yeah, go for a walk. Just... Stay six feet away from yeah. someone, but go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yes, Jules. Yeah, no we appreciate problem. you. And honestly, all the best in everything that you do. And hopefully we might have you again soon. Yes, I'm definitely, definitely. here for Congrats on your podcast, guys. And I'm looking forward to tuning in. Thank you, Jules. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. That was Yes, Jules, gang. Yes, motherfucking Jules. What? What? Yo, I'm so gassed. I know you are. I I am fucking gassed that we just had Yes, Jules on the podcast, fam. And I can't lie. It was was a really insightful conversation that we had. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, facts. I enjoyed the convo. I fully enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Like She's got a lot to... 
a lot. She's got a lot to say and she's got See, a lot to advise. This is, people are always like, oh, T, why do you, is it just the cheeks? No, she's actually got depth. <laughs> do you know what I mean? She's actually yeah, yeah, got yeah, a I lot to that, say. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, man. I respect it. It's not always it. about the cheeks, guys. It's not always There's about the cheeks, guys. To... There's depth to some, there's depth to women, some, Facts. some, but <laughs> it's true. But now, now I hear that, I hear that, and I feel like she's got, she's still got a lot up her sleeve that she's gonna Definitely. bring out. So, yeah, man, that was yes, Jules, guys. Like, how could she say casually? Yeah, I had Vigo. It's before what twenty fifth birthday. Bro, what? <laughs> Jules is yo, Jules is out here, man. I didn't when even she... realize like she was out here like that. Yeah, she's out. That's this is why I was so gassed. I was like, "What? We've gone nah, from I get fucking it. forget." I was gonna say forget. Um, what's his name that was meant to come on the podcast? Let me not say that because if he let me not it, say yeah, let's if he hears it, he'll be like, "What? What did you say?" <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, funny. Fuck. Wait, Maybe he'll see now... her name and be like, "I'll jump on, I'll jump on, I'll jump on." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him to step. <laughs> tell him to fuck off. But oh, now that's... we've spoken about um our, well, like she said, I can't force you, but psychedelics are a very life changing thing. We'll talk. We'll talk outside the pod. We shall we'll talk. We'll talk. But guys, this has been another episode of Chatting the Most. Please don't forget to follow us, guys. Like, Definitely. it's all well and good that you're watching the stories of episodes coming out, but just follow. Just follow. You know, just one tap. That's all it takes. To just support Literally. the movement. That's all it is. So follow Chatting the Most podcast on Instagram and Chatting the Most on Twitter. Use the hashtag Chatting the Most pod to jump on topics, discuss. Because fam, we're on quarantine. We have time to talk. Time. <laughs> we have time to talk. So just you know, help us get us off the ground and help just, us help you. Know, you. See, help us help you because y'all help us help you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, don't forget follow, to follow me follow Sam yeah go on what's the yeah, social then follow me at s for ck with two e's at the end on Instagram and s for ck12 on Twitter don't forget to follow T on Instagram it is man like T with two e's and on Twitter it's man like underscore T with two e's follow that Wonderful. follow that follow that follow that thank you so much guys for making it to the end of this podcast stay safe go outside if your friends want to meet say no boom hey go outside go outside so i can report you go outside go outside so i can report you and get my 150 pounds yo the world is tapped oh fuck oh peace out hold tight hold tight